Welcome to Life Without Secrets. Do you often find yourself comparing your life to your friends on social media? You see the glamour, the success, the perfect family, the perfect kids, the awesome vacations. But what's really behind the highlight reel? In Life Without Secrets, we are going to dive deep and reveal the secrets, struggles, and strategies people have used in real life to get to who they are now and who they are becoming. Because the truth is, nobody is perfect, and you are never alone in what you're going through. So don't forget to subscribe to the show, because it's time to connect on a deeper level and grow together. Happy New Year, everyone. I am so excited to be here with you in 2024. Thank you so much for listening to this podcast. It has just been the most amazing journey, and I'm so excited to take you on another journey this year in 2024. I always get so excited for the beginning of something new. I love birthdays and I love New Year's. They feel fresh and exciting. And to celebrate this new year, we have a very special guest with us on the show today. We have John Gordon with us. John is a husband, father, and author. His best-selling books and talks have inspired millions of readers and audiences around the world. He is the author of the timeless classic, The Energy Bus, The Carpenter, Training Camp, The Power of Positive Leadership, The Power of a Positive Team, and his latest book, which we are going to dive into today, The One Truth. When he's not running through airports or speaking to businesses, hospitals, or schools, you can find him playing pickleball and taking long walks, which are when he gets most of his ideas. John believes in keeping his bio short because his past accomplishments are meaningless. What matters most to John is that he says something today that will inspire you to take action tomorrow. John, welcome to Life Without Secrets. Hey, Jillian. (laughs) Great to be with you. I'm so excited to have you. It's truly an honor to have you on the show. Your work, your books, your family are all things that I admire about you. And I just feel like it's just crazy how God works in the most incredible ways and puts us in front of people for a reason. And I don't know if you remember this or not, but I actually got to meet you in person at Ed Milet's book launching event for the first time. And it's funny because that was the event that really sparked this belief in me that I could actually make a bigger impact in the world. And, you know, I am an ER nurse. I have this truly, it's truly a gift that I have. I get to save people's life. Like it's an honor, truly. But oftentimes what I see in the emergency room is this bigger population that we serve has deeper issues, right? Like there's, I'm not able to get to the deeper internal cause of an external problem. And that was something that I felt like there was a gap between what I did in the ER and what the difference I wanted to make in the world after meeting you and going to Ed's event. And so I really feel like the epidemic of loneliness is something that I see a lot in the emergency room. And it's why I started this podcast and also why I fell in love with your positivity and your newest book, The One Truth, which I believe is a tool in itself to help combat the epidemic of loneliness in this world. It truly is. It's about, you know, connecting instead of feeling divided and separate. And by the way, I love the work that you do and the difference that you make. And if you think about the emergency room, if you think about hospitals, as you said, it's about saving lives. And yet there are so many underlying issues going on. Are they dealing with health issues because of their upbringing, because of their diet, because of their habits, because of 
the wounds they've carried all these years from their soul that has now affected in many ways their body. Everything works holistically. People don't realize the mind, body, and soul connection and how it really is all connected. And nurses have this incredible ability to impact their patients and their families. I saw firsthand with my dad in a hospital as he was really sick, nurses that saved his life to their love and their care and other nurses who almost killed him because of their incompetence and lack of care. And that nurse made all the difference. And that person in your life who cares about you can make all the difference. And ultimately it comes down to, you know, oneness. When you feel connected to someone and you feel one with them, you care more about them. You see them as a part of yourself. When you feel separate from someone, you don't care about them. You only care about yourself. A great example of this is, is traffic. Like one day you're in traffic and you're looking at someone else in the same traffic and you're seeing them as the cause of your traffic. And they are seeing you as the cause of their traffic. You each see each other as the cause of the traffic. And yet there was a sign in Los Angeles. It was a big old billboard that said, you are the traffic. And so basically we're all the traffic. We're all one. And yet we blame each other for what we're going through in our lives. But the key is to see, no, we are all one. We're all connected. And I am meant to care for you. You are meant to help others. We're meant to be one in our service, one in our connection, one in our ability to impact this world. And the more separate you feel, the more divided you feel, the more negative you feel, the more angry and frustrated and depressed you feel. If you study and you look at all mental health disorders, they all report feelings of being isolated, alone, and disconnected. And the root for the Greek word of anxious means to separate and divide. So when you feel anxious, you feel separate and you feel divided. It's wild when you recognize this to be the case because you can even see terms like schizophrenia means split mind or bipolar, separation. All mental health disorders go towards separation, not oneness. And when people are depressed, they don't want to connect with others. They don't want to be around others. They don't want to be engaged with life. They retreat from life. And yet when you feel connected, you feel courageous. You feel powerful. You have more joy and confidence. You're ready to take on this world of peace and power. And it's a completely different mindset. Julie, I had a, a woman come up to me after an event and she was telling me about her negative thoughts and how she's negative a lot. And she always builds new businesses to keep her busy and keep herself active. And I said, I really feel you are probably disconnected from God. You probably at one point felt connected, but you don't feel connected now. She's like, you're right. You're right. How'd you know? I said, well, because if you were connected, you wouldn't be having all these negative thoughts. You wouldn't be having all these negative feelings. You would actually feel completely different if you felt that connection and that oneness. And it makes so much sense. All the separation and the anxiety and the stress, the negativity are all symptoms of disconnection. Yeah. So how does our state of mind, our thoughts, our words influence the oneness and separateness? Well, when you feel one, that does elevate your state of mind. It really always starts with oneness and connection. And you actually are always one. Scripture says nothing could separate you from the love of God. And Corinthians 6.17 says, he who is joined to the Lord is one spirit with him, right? You're meant to be one spirit with God. 
but so often we feel separate or we've allowed the wounds and the sins of our past to keep us from being separate. You are meant to be connected to your creator. You were never meant to be separate. God created you for connection. God had created you for relationship. It's why relational psychology says we heal in a loving relationship. So you heal in that loving relationship with others and spiritually with God. God is meant to be a personal God of love and forgiveness and of healing. And in that relationship with the creator, you find healing. So when you are one and you remember you're one, because you could actually be someone who is a believer, for instance, you may believe in God, trust in God. You might be a follower of Jesus. You've been saved and yet you still feel disconnected because you're believing the lie that you're separate. So it's actually reminding ourselves of our connection and remembering we are one. So just knowing you're one is the key. But also there are things we do because we are human beings and there are things we can do to create, to connect with the creator. And that's prayer and that's surrender and that's trust. And I have a prayer acronym I love. It's, it's praise, it's repent, it's ask God for what you want. It's yield, which is surrender, truly surrender. You are not the creator of the universe. You are not meant to carry the burdens of this world. So surrender to God. That's why every addiction program talks about the surrender prayer, right? It's all about surrendering. It's why every addiction program believes in a higher power because your will is not strong enough and you're not meant to take on the challenges by yourself. You're meant to be connected to a God that gives you the power to take on the challenges of this world. And so that why is yield and surrender. And then there's the E, which is expect, expect great things to happen. Expect God to deliver on the promises that God has made. Expect is also trust, but T doesn't fit there in the, in the acronym. So it's also <laughs> trust and just trusting in God and just that trust that God has a plan for your life. And then there's that E, which is, I mean, that, that R, which is receive. It's about receiving God's blessings, it's about receiving God's wisdom and the guidance, it's receiving love and purpose and all the abundance that's meant for you. It's receiving all the people you're meant to help. I think so many people, they might pray, but they don't receive because they don't believe they're worthy to receive. They feel bad about receiving. No, receive so that you can actually give more to others. The more you receive, the more you're able to give to others. The more you receive love, you're able to be a force and power of love that gives love to so many other people. And so you're meant to go through life being a conductor, not a resistor. I wrote about this in my book, Training Camp, which is the t-shirt I'm wearing. Training Camp is about being a conductor, not a resistor. A conductor freely gives and receives of its electrons. So its power comes from the current that flows through it, whereas a resistor holds on to its electrons. So it only has limited power based on the electrons it has. And a conductor gets the power from the current and the power moving through it. You're meant to be a conductor, not a resistor. And prayer connects us to the ultimate conductor. So now we actually have this power that moves through us as we have this connection. So good. I want to really dive into, because I feel like, you know, there is a lot of people that, you know, are struggling. I see them every day that I'm going to work, right? And 
you know, sometimes we live in this world where like we're on this growth journey. And so like, and we're surrounding ourselves with these people, but there's so many people that don't know where to start. Right. And I really want to, I want to meet people in their struggle right now. And I want you to talk about the five D's that our negative thoughts sabotage us with, because I think this was so huge in my own life. So can you kind of dive into those a little bit? Yeah, we have to get practical, right? Prayer, the acronym is is practical, but but we can really get even more granular. It's important to understand how negative thoughts work and, and why negative thoughts separate you and divide you and weaken you and make you feel powerless. So you have to understand that there's a battle going on in your mind and negative thoughts are what bring you down. And there are five Ds, five Ds that will sabotage you if you let them. And that first D is doubt. It starts with a seed of doubt. And Julian, have you noticed, Julian, that like negative thoughts and overthinking are always connected? Like overthinking is always associated with negative thoughts. We never say I have too many positive thoughts. No. I have too much gratitude. Right. I, have too, I have too much hope and belief today. I just got too much goodness. <laughs> I, I just so got too much optimism. It's always associated with negative thoughts. Why? Because negative thoughts create clutter that lower your state of mind and cause you to feel more and more separate and divided. So it starts with that doubt and overthinking is a lot of doubt. Second D is distortion. Negative thoughts, the clutter, are lies that will tell you things about yourself and your future that just aren't true. So don't believe the lies, but we often do. They come in so fast that we think those lies are from us. So we believe them, then we reinforce them we speak them out loud and we feel guilt and shame for the thoughts that were in our head that we didn't choose in the first place. And the truth is you don't choose the initial thought, but you have the power of the second thought. When the lies come in, those lies are meant to discourage you, which is the third day. But again, what happens is we believe them. And anyone who says, well, my negative thoughts are for me. Here's what I tell them. Who would ever choose to have a negative thought? I ask him, would you ever choose a negative thought? No, you would never choose one, but they're always coming in. When you're dreaming, having a nightmare, are you choosing those thoughts? I've talked to neuroscientists. No one has ever found a thought inside of a brain. Think about that. Thoughts exist in a spiritual nature. Thoughts exist in consciousness. We think thoughts are physical. They're not. We are energetic beings. And the thoughts are always coming in. The brain is actually an antenna, which we'll get to in a second. But you got the doubt. You got the distortion. Then it leads to discouragement. And we don't give up because it's hard. We give up because we get discouraged. And too many people today are getting discouraged and giving up on their lives. I've met with a bunch of teenagers recently that have been suicidal, depressed. One was in the ER two nights before. When I taught them how thoughts work, the next day, his parents said, what did you do? He's fine. I said, I just shared the truth. I just shared the truth with him. I shared that you are the hero in your own epic story. And every great hero in every movie has to overcome what? A villain and negativity with positivity to create their future. This is your story. You have to overcome negativity and all those negative thoughts to create your future, to save the world, to make the world better. That's the secret to the universe. It's the narrative of the universe, understanding there's a battle going on between positive and negative, good and evil. 
So don't allow the lies to bring you down. Don't allow them to cause you to give up and get discouraged. Realize you have an enemy that you have to defeat and that enemy is negativity and you will move forward with positivity to do so. And that's the power right there. Fourth, the distraction. Maybe you don't get bad. Maybe you're not bad, but the devil will make you bad. He'll make you busy. He'll get you focused on all the things that don't matter instead of what does matter. So those distractions are the enemy of greatness. And I, I often say a distraction is anything that keeps you from being your best. And then the fifth D is divide. And as I shared earlier, the root for the Greek word of anxious means to separate and divide. Well, that's what negative thoughts do. They separate you. They divide you. They weaken you. They make you want to give up. They make you feel powerless. Understand the five Ds are essential so you can win the battle of your mind. And how do you do that? Well, let's get even more practical. You tune into the positive, T-U-N-E. You trust instead of doubt. Trust in the creator of the universe. Jillian, anytime I start to feel anxious, I just start to pray. I said, God, I don't have all the answers, but I trust in you. I trust in your plan for my life. I'm not God and you are God. You know what happens? We don't trust in God, so we try to be God. We try to be perfect. We try to control things. And as we try to be God, that separates us from God. The more you surrender and you trust in God, that connects you. Whereas trying to be God separates you. So the key here is, is trust. And then the you is unite with love. Like love casts out fear. So anytime you start to feel fearful, focus on love. Loving others, loving what you get to do not worrying about the outcome, not worrying about making a mistake, but just love that you have for others. For athletes, I tell them, love the battle, love the competition. I say love competing, like just love the moment where you're competing instead of worrying about messing up. The minute you do, you'll go to a higher state of mind. I totally relate to that. Yeah. yeah. Even in the trauma room, for instance, right? Like if I was focused on messing up, like, you know, there's life's at hand in the moment. I'm thinking about like, I'm being confident in there and courageous. And I'm thinking about the positive outcome that's going to happen from this, you know, such a good point. I love that because when you're in there, you're just loving the patient. You're loving making a difference. You're loving impacting them. And you are in the zone in those moments, I guarantee. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. If you're thinking, oh, I better not do this. Oh, I might mess up here you're not going to be very effective. Can you imagine the doctor doing surgery going, man, not feeling very confident right now as I do this surgery? <laughs> no, no, that would be bad. <laughs> no, you got to be in the moment, in the zone, because that love creates connection. It creates oneness. That creates clarity. Clarity creates confidence, and confidence creates courage. That's why this is so powerful. Love casts out fear. Unite with love. Fear divides. Love unites. So unite with love. N is neutralize the negativity. Very practical. Write down your negative thoughts on a piece of paper. On the right side of a piece of paper, write down the words of encouragement that you will speak to those negative thoughts. What are the lies that you keep hearing and keep basically talking to you about? And then talk to yourself instead. Speak truth to those lies. Speak words of life and encouragement. It's incredible how we speak those words, we become those words. And that's why the next letter is E, elevating your thinking. So we trust, we unite with the love, we neutralize the negativity, and we elevate our thinking. 
the more we think those positive thoughts and say those positive words, that's what we become. As a woman thinks, she becomes. As a man thinks, he becomes. As you think and the words you say become the reality that you live. There's a power in your thoughts and your words. So I'm a big believer in, you know, speaking truth to the lies, a big believer in practicing gratitude each day. When you practice gratitude, when you appreciate, you elevate, you elevate your mood and your performance and the people around you. I'm a big believer in at night, go to bed a success every night, create a success journal. So you go to bed and you share the one great thing that happened that day. You write it down, you talk about it. What happens is the next morning, you're looking forward to creating success again and again. You go to bed a success, you wake up a success, and you know what you look for, you find in your life. What you look for, you start to see more of. What you focus on definitely shows up. If you don't believe me, go look for blue cars today on the road. I guarantee you will start seeing more blue cars. Yep. Yeah. And I think that is, you know, where the distortion piece went for me. And, you know, I just want to take a minute right here and pause for our listeners because I really want people to go back and re-listen to what you were just going over, specifically focusing on the five Ds, because I really want you to dive deep and ask yourself truthfully, is one of these Ds, doubt, distortion, discouragement, distraction, and division showing up in an area of your life that could lead you down a path where you don't recognize who you're meant to be, your values, your beliefs. And I really pause on this topic because, and I want to make a big point of it because it's exactly, when I'm reading your book, I'm like, this is exactly the process that happened to me and my husband's relationship when we went through our really rough path. It started with the doubt about my marriage which led me to this lens of looking at our relationship of this lens of I don't matter to him. And so my brain, like you're just talking about, like looking for the red car or the blue car, my brain was looking for all the ways that my husband was telling me that I didn't matter. And so I could not see any of the good that he was doing. It's like my brain just, oh, that doesn't matter because we're just focusing on the bad here. And that led me to feeling discouraged. And I'd start asking myself questions like, well, maybe I got married too young. Maybe maybe it was bad from the beginning and I just didn't see it. I just had my rose-colored glasses on, you know. And that led me to distraction, get, keep getting more busy in my kids, in uh, work, and finding myself distracted for by other people's attention of me. And this led me to not then not wanting to hang out with my husband anymore. And this caused division and things came crashing down. And luckily we were able to see the truth of our situation and we got to do the work and, you know, have come out on the other side of it with a lot of work and truth in this matter. Like you're saying, like we got to tune in and figure out what was actually going on on underneath all of this. And I just, I wonder how many people are listening right now and relating to one of these Ds, right? I always think like, what if I had this information in the beginning of this process where I started that doubt process, right? What if I knew this information that you speak about in the one truth and that we're talking about on this podcast and I had this information and I had this ability to be self-aware of 
the doubt that was creeping in. And I could replace that with the positive thoughts. I could rewire my brain in that moment to not see the blue car, but to see the white one that was going to get our my marriage on a different route into success. Or, or it could be your business, right? Like, what if I had that information? And, and this is why I think like, what you're sharing, John, is just so important for people to really pause, go back and listen to what you just said, and really Im- Im- put that into their life, become aware of it, and start implementing your acronym TUNE into your life. And so that you can live with more connection, with more clarity, with more confidence, and more courage. Like, this is huge. Cause I think, you know, like you're saying, like, these are the negative things that divide us. And so let's become one together, like as, as the world in our family, in the, in our country, right? Like this is in our relationships. Like, I think this is so important at this time, especially in our lives to be talking about. Yeah. I'm glad you are talking about that and saying it just like that, because it's so powerful just hearing the story about you and your husband, because my wife and I went through something very similar. And what people need to realize is those five D's, if you don't take them on, if you don't overcome them, it does lead to the sixty. And in a marriage, it will lead to divorce. In a team, those five D's lead to defeat. In a person's life, it will lead to your demise or your destruction. And so pausing and seeing how they are affecting your life and what lies are you believing? And you have to realize you would never choose those lies in the first place or those negative thoughts. So you have to start to see the deception and how it's coming in, telling you, oh, the grass is greener somewhere else. Oh, you should go do that. Oh, they don't care about you. Oh, you got to focus on yourself because he may not even be there in the future. All these thoughts will come in, but that's not your thought initially, and you would never choose that thought. So it's recognizing the lies. But remember, they always come in also in the place of a wound that you have. So you have a wound. And your husband has a wound and I have a wound. My wife has a wound. Two imperfect people with wounds coming together. Marriage is the greatest opportunity to heal the wounds that we have. But if you don't heal them, you will live from the place of your wounds and it will come out in many ways. And what is a wound? But a separation. And so the wound is a separation in your soul. You, you said earlier, my brain goes there. It's actually your soul that's operating your brain to go there because the brain is an antenna. And so it's operating towards the antenna of the negative frequency and the negative thought and the negative situation. Whereas we can tune that brain into more of the positive, to love, to connection, to wholeness, to oneness. And so the key is a healed soul. As you heal, you start to have more loving thoughts, more connected thoughts. And so in your relationship, what you and your husband did, you took the challenge got together and started to heal together. And people need to understand, when we talk about the one truth, we're really ultimately talking about wholeness because we all have a hole in our soul, H-O-L-E, and the whole mission in life is to become whole and move towards W-H-O-L-E. And that's what I want for people. And I want for that in their relationships too because when healing takes place, a healed person heals others. A person who is helped helps others. And that's how we grow in that process. So yeah, thinking about where you are, thinking about the challenges you have faced, thinking about the lies that you're believing, thinking about the separation that is occurring in you and your relationship. And you have to recognize 
Like God will never move you away from someone that's good for you. God will always move you towards that person. But the enemy will actually lie to you and say that person is not good for you. And you in your heart have to know, okay, is this person good for me and have that discernment? Or is this person here to, you know, is this person someone who, as we heal together, we then grow together and become strong together. The, the problem is though in relationships, don't feel like you and it's your job to fix someone because you can never fix another person. Their healing is with God. Your healing is with God. You're both healing together individually with God, but then together as you're healing with God and you invite God into your relationship, you also heal together. Yeah. And it's, and here's another moment where, you know, I, I said in the beginning that God really puts people in our past for a reason. Well, when my husband and I were having that rough patch, um, it was, it was pretty bad and it was a few years ago now, but one of the books that we read together during that time was actually Relationship Grit, <laughs> which is um, I, I was one of, that. <laughs> another one of John and Catherine's books. So you'll have to check out that one as well. But I, I realized in that work that I did, like you're talking about that creating, I was creating an external problem, like you're saying out of an internal longing. And, you know, like you said, it came from a wound. Well, I was kept a secret my entire childhood. And so I was always searching for love and wanting to feel like I mattered. And what I found when I dove into doing the work is that it really wasn't about who matters because we all matter. When I began connecting deeper with God and knowing I am loved, this made me love me. And once I loved me, I was able to radiate that love further to others. And like you say in your book, instead of looking for love, I became a source of love, which we all can do. So good. So good. Because you were being healed and in that oneness with God, his love, his nature becomes your love and your nature. The love that he has in his heart becomes the love in your heart. And then you start sharing that love with others, and especially for your husband. And now you're no longer needy looking for it. You're giving it and out of wholeness, not out of obligation. And he's giving you his love. And we wrote relationship grit for that reason. You know, Catherine and I knew we wanted to help marriages become stronger. We wanted to help people stay together because we stayed together. And we knew that if we stayed together, anyone could. And we knew that if we stayed together through our challenges and so many times that we were going to give up, but we didn't. And now we have a great relationship. We saw that how life was an opportunity and marriage was an opportunity for us to really heal and we wrote that book. So it's so great to hear that that book helped you all because it was the exact reason why we wrote it. And we wanted to save marriages that needed to be saved. We said some people may not be meant to be together. Like, some people may not. We, we're open to that possibility. We don't think we could save every marriage. And we also believe that if there's abuse, you should definitely not stay in a marriage. But for those that are struggling and those, for, those who are thinking about leaving for the wrong reasons, those are the ones that need to stay together to work through their stuff so they become stronger on the other side of their challenges. Well, I just want everybody to feel so connected going into 2024 this year and go get John's book, The One Truth. I have to ask, John, do you have your word for 2024? 
because he also has a book called One Word. It's an amazing book as well. And another circle moment here, John, just before you tell us what your one word is, if you've thought about it, I talked about your book, One Word, on the podcast a year ago for my first episode of 2023. And now here we are. (laughs) Now here we are with you and you get to tell us the one word. Oh, that's so great. I don't have my word for the year yet. You don't have it, it always, yet? Not yet. It always comes around. It always comes around December after Christmas towards New Year's. Sometimes it comes New Year's Eve. It always comes around that time, never before, and all the years of doing it. My word last year, though, I will tell you my word this past year was whole. Yeah, 23 W H O L A. So I don't know about my word this year, but we are having the one word challenge, right? Onewordchallenge.com. And people could actually join me for this challenge. And it's like a seven day thing. It's free. And you share your word with people around the world. And there's a lot of tips along the way as part of the challenge. It's going to be like, I don't know, 100,000 people all doing their words together all sharing. Yeah. I want people to join our community with that. would love for you to do it as well, Julian. Yeah. I would and, love and, to. Yeah. Be part of the one word community, creating the one word challenge together and picking their word. And then you share your word publicly. It's a lot of fun and I'd love people to join us for that. And this one word is just how we like navigate um, like a season of our life, a year of our life, something we keep in mind when we're in our team, right. To like navigate in our things in our team yeah, the, the the one word gives you meaning and mission, passion and purpose for the year. Nine out of 10 people will fail with their resolutions. Most people fail literally by the end of January. So they, they don't even make it out of the end of the month. But But one word sticks and one word allows you to focus and it's a lens in which you see the world and your word will mold you and shape you in so many ways. Like my word one year was serve. Catherine loved the year I picked the word serve. <laughs> of course you did. Because I served at home a lot. That's awesome. But it really molded me to be a better leader that year. So, so you word the key for work, at home, every aspect of your life, and it will impact you in an amazing way. Yeah. So we're recording this a few weeks before 2024, but this is our first episode. So I, I know what my word's going to be. It's going to be courage. And, you know, I love that you talk about in your book, like connection, and then you get clarity and confidence and then courage. And courage is really that word to put myself out there on a bigger scale in order to serve others in a deeper way. So that is what my word is. And I just want to tell you that this has just been such a gift. I'm so grateful to have spent this time with you, got to share your knowledge, your wisdom, and your heart with our audience. Just such a blessing to me. Hey, thanks, Jillian. Keep up the great work. And I love your word courage. Like being courageous is everything. Going after your dreams is is so important. And courage doesn't happen in isolation. The more we have the love of others and your husband, you know, that gives you the courage to go forward. The more we have our friends joining with us and supporting us, we have so much more courage. The more we have a team behind us, we have courage. So it's all about oneness and courage joining together. And your community is part of your courage. So I know they're going to support you. You're going to support them. So I just want to say thanks for having me. I wish you and your community an amazing year in 2024. I think it's going to be an amazing year. And let's go out there and and create it courageously. 
I am so excited. Well, go get John's newest book, The One Truth, and check out the rest of his books as well. See the show notes for details. If you found inspiration in today's episode, don't forget to subscribe, share, and leave a review. Remember, the power of positive change lies within each of us. As John beautifully puts, it's let's embrace the one truth and rise to new heights together. Thanks so much for tuning in to this episode of Life Without Secrets. If you're enjoying the show, please feel free to rate, subscribe, and leave a review wherever you listen to your podcasts. That helps others find the show, and we greatly appreciate it. Once again, thanks for tuning in, and we'll catch you in the next episode.